Yo, welcome back to season two of the A Plus Podcast. Let's get it. season two so today we got one of my friends miss brenda webb um today we're going to talk about of course how covid covid has affected her um we're going to reminisce a little bit about us getting to know each other going to Bowie state together and how our relationship has grown throughout the years. Um, yeah, this this one, it's a long one, but it's a good one. But of course, we got the question of the week. And this week's question is, if I had three wishes, what would they be? So, um... I actually think about this question a lot. If if I had three wishes, uh, number one would be happiness. Number two, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with health. Number three, that third one, that's the trickiest one. Um, number three, I'm gonna have to say that all my dreams came true. Yeah, I would say all my dreams come true. I know a lot of people probably say money, but I know money can't really make you happy if you wasn't happy before it. So, number one, happiness. Number two, health. Number three, that my dreams come true. Um, yeah, I feel good about those. But uh, yeah, that's the question of the week. And this week's plus five segment is about the t- our top five Thanksgiving foods. You know, you got Thanksgiving just just passed. You got Christmas coming up. Um, it's probably my my favorite holiday season between Christmas. Well, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and after that, I'm just I'm ready to, ready to start a new year. But uh, we're gonna get right into this thing. So here's a uh, Brenda Webb. I hope y'all enjoy. Here we are, episode two. We got another one of my dogs, Triple B. If you know, you know. We ain't going too into much detail about that, but you know, <laughs> if you know, you know. So, what's going on with you? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, my name is Brenda. Like you said, Triple B, you know, if you know, you know. You close <laughs> to me, <laughs> you'll know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, um, what's, what's going on with you? You know, like but, uh, you got nothing. this cold, the COVID stuff going on. Nothing much, just really just trying to go with the flow of things and, you know, just, you know, like you said, with COVID going on, that's really pretty much all you can do is really go with the flow after, like, personally, in my opinion. For sure. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you, what, you, what you been up to, really? You, you getting any, anything new? Just just school, you know, I graduate, you know, in like three weeks, December 18th, woo woo, you know, Bowie yes, State. Sir. Yes, sir. Bulldogs, you know. You know, me and Aaron, you know, we've been to school. We went to Bowie together. That's how we originally met. Um, well, yeah, that's uh-huh. how me and you originally met. We went we met at Bowie, orientation, freshman orientation, you know, one of our big memories that we had. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I graduate, you know, school's been stressful really like kicking me in the butt but i feel mm-hmm. like yeah i definitely feel like i got it but it just seems like times are so much harder now because mm-hmm. of covid it seems like it just makes everything much more harder like even though it's kind of been a blessing in disguise like it's some pros and some cons to this covid stuff but mm-hmm. it's pretty much a big con to me like the pros don't really outweigh the cons with For this sure. stuff so for sure i've been trying to focus on that while you know while going through these hard times so yeah for sure i like how you you brought up how it's it's it's, it's a con it's been a con to me too because like if if you know me you know how big i am on working out and mm-hmm. i've not been to the gyms <laughs> since march sheesh since March, I haven't been to the gym. I don't. Even, I've not. I haven't been anywhere really. I mean, a, a few family members' house here and there, but I haven't really been in the house. That's it. I need them to hurry up and get this. Hurry up and get this cure. Forget the vaccine. We need a cure. Yeah, we definitely do. But you know, they are working on a vaccine. My aunt works mm-hmm. in healthcare, and you know, she was talking about you know how they um they're working on one. That mm-hmm. how they're working on one or whatever, and um, she said they want us, like people with like underlying health issues or whatever, to like be the first ones to actually get tested after mm-hmm. like doctors and like the people that are like frontline, like police officers, doctors, nurses, all that stuff. Yeah, it's some difficult times now, but um, we're gonna keep it on. We gonna keep it on a bright note. So um, right, let's let's rewind, go back to your childhood. So um, what was it? What was it like growing up in the in the Webb family household? Well. I actually, yeah, I what a lot of people don't really know about me is I didn't grow up in my in the household with my parents, actually. My aunt mm-hmm. raised me and my um, and two of my sisters. 
So I've lived in Upper Marlboro with my um, my aunt, which is my father's um, sister. And I feel like I had a pretty fair, like decent life. Like growing up for me was fun. I always traveled. We went to Universal. Um, we went out Florida to go to Universal Studios. And we've been to, I, it was so far ago that I don't remember every park we went to <laughs> when we were there, but I know we did that. I traveled, just to travel to West Virginia every summer to go visit my uncle. And I've been to Ocean City. Like, you know, just had a lot of, you know, fun times. We, my family is very family oriented. We're very tight knit. So we will always do stuff to like, every like Friday, we'll go ice skating. That was our thing. We would go to Tucker mm -hmm. Road ice skating rink. That was um mm -hmm. right there, right across from the Tucker Road um, park. So mm -hmm. growing up was just, was pretty fun. I, I just love family. Like we did stuff, even if we didn't go out to actual campgrounds, we would camp out in our backyards. We'll all have tents, make s'mores and we all learned how to swim in my aunt's swimming pool in my backyard. Like literally all of us learned how to swim in that pool. If my aunt ever gives up this house, it will be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many memories in here. For but sure. then, but then eventually I, once I turned like 14, I want to say 14, 15, I moved back with my, with my parents and they finished raising me and it, it was different. It was it was different. I came from a different lifestyle with living with my aunt and then going back with my parents. Like imagine coming from a house with a pool in the backyard, nice size yard, long driveway, and you going to an apartment in Wardoff. Then when I went to Wardoff, it was like a whole culture shock. Like I've never seen so many white people in my life. I've yeah. never been to school with so many white people in my life. Like not saying I've never been to school with white people, but like when I was going to Gwent Park, it was like basically a handful of them. Like that, you could literally count like on your hand how many was in that school. Uh -huh. But when I went to Thomas Stone for high school out in Wardrobe, it was just it was real different. Then you had a lot of the white kids who they were they were cool and they were nice to a lot of us. But then some of them would be would have say racist comments, say stuff like oh you know, y'all need to go back and eat your fried chicken and watermelon, like just saying stuff like that, saying we look like burnt biscuits, like literally like, and even though it's modern times, but it still goes on sometimes. So uh -huh. it was a culture shock, but you know, I, I eventually, I, I got adapted to living in the area, even though I hated it. Every chance I got, I would leave. Every single chance I got, I would leave water. But then when I got to Bowie, I felt at home again. Because, you know, HBCU, you know, I'm a, around a bunch of my people again, and it just felt so tight-knit. Tight yeah, yeah. I definitely, I feel you about that culture shock, because for me growing up, I, I probably had one, maybe one white classmate. Mm -hmm. And then I got to Mac, and they was everywhere. But, I mean, they was cool. They was cool. They was cool. But then I went to, like you said, we went to Bowie. And going from, going from private school to HBCU, um, how could I describe it? I, I 
I wouldn't say it's a culture shock, but I don't know how to describe it. It's just going, I think it better prepared me knowing how to deal with white people. Well, not just white people, but just other people of other races. Other races, yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because I think that's. Once you, because like you said, I mean, it helps you to learn how to, you know, deal with that. Because once you, we actually start getting into the workforce, like in our fields and stuff, we're going to be dealing with all types of people. Uh-huh. Not just, we got to learn to adapt and learn how to deal with everyone. Because we're not going to just be around black people all our life. For sure. For sure. But it was some good times at, at Bowie. A lot of good times. We could talk Definitely about works. the. Like you brought up earlier, the orientation. <laughs> that was a, that was a time. That was a time right there. That really was. <laughs> That's my way. Just thinking about it. Yeah, we had. I remember. It was before before senior year even let out in high school. We had our little our little group chat, our little mm-hmm. BSU twenty group chat. <laughs> um. We was in a, I know me and you was in a lot of them, a, a few of them, maybe like three or four. Yeah, and that's what I that that's what really made us really cool and really close. Cause I will always see you in every group chat that I was in. Mhm. But uh, that's when I uh, I met you, met my gate, um, uh, Mani, uh, Erica. E nasty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my dogs. All my dogs right there. That's why it, it pained me. It pained me to leave. It pained me to leave. I didn't want to leave, but I knew at that point I had to make the best decision for me. Yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. But um to talk about orientation, I remember. I think it was it was, it was probably the first night, because we had the over we had the overnight orientation. Yeah, wasn't it like was it three days and two nights? Yeah, it was three days, two nights. It didn't and even feel I like think, orientation. It felt like it didn't a party. It didn't, like we partied all for sure. <laughs> definitely, we did. We did. We definitely did. I think that uh, orientation. I think it was the first night because mm-hmm. we had no clue of how things were run. Mm-hmm. So I think that that night we all was trying to match. But we know who to we know who to go to. Cause, yeah, you know, we definitely didn't know. We we seventeen year old kids. <laughs> going up to HBCU <laughs> canvas, we don't know what's we don't know what we're supposed to be looking at, what we're supposed to be doing. So we finally find somebody, and they gave us, um, I think they gave us a dime a dime a piece, mm-hmm. and then we sat right there. We sat right there by Canard Canard Hall. Mm-hmm. That little, at that little bench, at that little and bench. At this time, this one Bowie was like undergoing the whole process of building the new um, 
the math and science and nursing building. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it was a lot of construction and stuff uh -huh. and everything, especially by Canard, because, you know, the new building is across from Canard. Yeah. But uh, then what happened? Oh, yeah. Then we ended, we ended up sparking up. And I remember we seen, I seen, I think, I don't remember who saw security come by, but somebody I saw it. it. Was, I want to say it was Tay. It might have been. I really want to really say it was him. But see. It might have been. At this time, though, we thinking, you know, this is our first time. We thinking, like, oh, like, y'all, we about to, we about to yeah. get in trouble. Like, we need to dip. Before the new president now, President Bro, we had Mickey L. Burnham. When he was uh -huh. there, 4040 did not care. They didn't do their jobs. Like people like we could really be at the parties or outside smoking and they would literally just walk right through the cloud of smoke. Like, Facts. like we not out there doing it. Like the campus not supposed to be a dry campus. Facts. But you oh know, as goodness. us coming in we at seventeen, eighteen, we right, took 17, all. 18, <laughs> we took all. We like we're not about to get back. We're not. I'm like, uh, -uh. We're not getting kicked out of orientation and got to leave. And parents got to come pick us up early. They tell me why you get getting picked up early? Oh, cause y'all smoking weed, nah. <laughs> I was not I getting him up like that. <laughs> I was dead. And then the second night, that was the uh, that was the Q party, wasn't it? Oh my We had the Q party the second night. And uh that joint lasted all night. I mean from like from like ten to like five in the morning. <laughs> that joint lasted all night long. My thing is <laughs> That Q party, first of all, the NSO leaders, which is it stands for new student orientation, whatever. You know, they they letting us know like the next night, I mean the next morning, you know, we all have to take placement tests, you know, the placement test mm -hmm. to, you know, to determine whether you gotta take, you know, like math ninety nine, reading one hundred, or English or whatever. And so and that Q party was my demise. That was my fall, like that cute that cute party like messed me up the next day and that test i swear <laughs> it did because we had yeah. to take the test when like seven eight o'clock it, in the it was like seven o'clock in the morning we had to get and then up and we take ain't leave that the test party. we didn't leave the cute party till it got like light outside like six mm -hmm. in the morning literally like i think i only probably got like maybe like an hour sleep maybe not even an hour mm -hmm. and when we were um when we took the test the next day, like I was literally at the at the computer, falling asleep. I was mm -hmm. falling asleep at the computer, and I just started clicking away. I, I was like, "Yeah, like." Luckily, I passed the English part, and I didn't have to take English class, but I did have to take Math ninety nine and English one and re English yeah, one hundred. But that was the thing, cause I know when we was coming in, they was telling us how most of us was going to have to take entry level math. Uh-huh. And not not just go straight into freshman math. Yeah, because that's that they said that's what happened with most people anyway. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, that was that was a time. That was a time. What else happened? Um definitely, audience, we definitely had, 
that night too at the Q party, that's when all the NSO leaders though, they was giving us all the ins and outs and like letting us know. Yeah. Like, that's when they was really starting to treat us like their friends instead of like their students because you know, we mm-hmm. wasn't around, you know, like Coach T or everybody else and you know, so they would mm-hmm. they really start becoming our friends, you know, letting us know the ins and outs like where to go to smoke it or um, what to do, like what kind of cups to have our drinks in, like all types of stuff. Like they was really like getting us hit and getting us prepared for the school year. Uh-huh. You might as well say they gave us a daggone care package. <laughs> yeah, for sure. School. For they sure. Definitely and I said, dropped in some knowledge on us. Yeah, I think that's where that's where I learned the the, the biggest difference between high school and college was in high school. You pretty much treating everybody that's older you as an adult. Yeah, like you treat them with respect and everything, but then you mm-hmm. get to college and everybody's like, treating you like an adult, right? And it's like everybody your friend, like no matter how old, yeah, it's like we all I we had, all like, colleagues, right? I had friends all types of ages when we was in college. I had friends like I'm, I'm coming in at 18 years old. I had friends that was like 24, 25 years old, mm-hmm. like you know, 28, like whatever, because. We were all colleagues, like you said. I've had friends, or of course, you know, a lot of us of our age that we all came in together with. But I had a mm-hmm. whole lot of friends. I never would think like I would have have had friends that old before. Yeah, yeah, I feel that it was definitely an eye opener. It definitely was. It was a big eye opener. And then I remember our first um, assembly. The first time we did the swag surf, <laughs> you know, you know, everybody knows that the swag surf is, is tradition at HBCUs. You can't go to an HBCU and not swag surf. You definitely can't, like, you can't expect, like, if the swag surf is about to start, if you don't want to swag surf, you might as well get out the way. You got to get out. You got to get out. <laughs> you're going to get pulled in by the person yeah. the, two, the the two people you're in the middle of or whoever you next to they're going to grab onto you and be like all right like we're about we about to swag serve like <laughs> you cannot mm-hmm. get away from that yeah but uh freshman year freshman year was freshman year had, had a lot of ups and ups and downs mostly a lot of ups because i know we was fortunate as freshmen especially going into like homecoming week and then like, didn't we uh, take didn't we take freshman seminar together we took a few classes together yeah yeah yep. and i feel like like uh, you said talking about homecoming week we had homecoming week but i felt like freshman seminar was just in the way of everything yeah. we had so much work on top of work on top of work on top of work meanwhile everybody else saying oh we don't get work in our freshman seminar class we don't do this we don't yeah. do that and I'm just like, yeah. And the worst part about it was the class was at like nine in the morning. <laughs> the class was like nine in the morning, and we freshmen, so we staying out all night. Yes, just doing stuff. Yes, we just out doing stuff, and we gotta get up at nine a.m. to go to class. I remember one time I um I went to a party at the Kappa House. You know, it's my freshman year. Mm-hmm. We stayed there till like six o'clock in the morning. Mind you, I had class freshman seminar. We had class. It was it started at like nine nine thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. I literally 
only got like an hour of sleep and had to get up and go to class. But I was dragging my way to class. Like, I did not want to go. Yeah, I feel that. Like, my freshman year, though, it was, it was, it was filled with a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the time when I was our freshman year? I was out out of school for a little bit because I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a I had a lot of I had a lot of stuff going on freshman year. So for freshman year, it was fun, but then it had also seemed a little stressful for me sometimes at some points, especially around that time because you know I had ended up being so behind on work. I thought I was gonna fail. I was overthinking. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like, I'm gonna fail. I, I don't have no help. Yeah, I think, but I think from my perspective, it was just one of them freshman things where you didn't really understand what you were doing, but you was just doing it. Like in mm-hmm. high school, you had no problem getting up at eight o'clock and going to school. Yeah. Like, you had easy. all this energy in the morning, but then you get to college and you got 8 a.m. and you dreading going to class every day. And you're actually on campus already with the class. I'm saying you you five minutes away from class and you don't feel like more. But like you said, I, in high school, I used to get up with the quickness. Like my bus used to come at I think at like seven thirty. I could mm-hmm. wake up late at like seven twenty. Hurry up, get ready. Ten minutes. Exactly. Do everything I gotta do and be ready to leave and walking out there to get on that bus. Exactly. College. But see, You're but like, when oh, in high shit. school it was a little bit more disciplined though, because yeah. we was at home. Mm-hmm. But see, at, in college, we wasn't at home. We was partying. Like, we could party whenever we want. We have to call our parents be like, all right, can I go to this party? Or, mm-hmm. or we had nobody there waking us up, telling us to go to school. Like, none of that stuff. So we literally was doing everything on our own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was for some of us, like, having full responsibility of ourselves yeah, without our sure. parents. That For was sure. that took a toll on a lot of people, but I mean, a lot of us managed to pull through. Though I can say, with our class, not too many people dropped out of school after their freshman year because I've seen that happen mm-hmm. a lot. Like from people before us, like when they went to school, they might have only did a semester, and after the, when they came home for winter break, never went back to school, or they did that school year, came home for the, for the summer, never looked back in school, never went back. Mm-hmm. So. I really do have to commend us, though, for that. I mean, you're about to graduate in the spring. I'm graduating in yeah. three weeks. Yeah. That time flew by. It, it definitely like did. Just, yet, just yesterday, I was a freshman. Because I crazy. still remember a lot of stuff that we've for been sure. doing that we did. <laughs> it's so much stuff. Like, if we talk about everything, we'll literally be sitting on this podcast all night. <laughs> yeah. Like the time during homecoming week when uh when Gucci came, when Gucci pulled up to campus, and my oh, man just wanted he just wanted some food. <laughs> Gucci gonna pull up to to campus just to get some food. Yes. And we all we all standing there, we all standing there like you gotta perform for homecoming. Mhm. But then now, you get the homecoming, and homecoming. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was trash. Cause we had, we had, we had at that time. We had, we had flop. We had, we had Uzi. little Uzi. Thug. We, we finished with Young Thug. I forget who else we had. We had a lot of people. That was that was a good week for us. 
But you know what's funny? I don't know if I ever told you this, but when Gucci had came that day, you know how us, how, you know, how we little people. When mm-hmm. Gucci came, bro, like, I was in the back and I couldn't see. So I don't know if you remember um, Chuku. Remember when he, we first came to school, everybody was calling him D-Ray or whatever. Mm-hmm. He picked me up and had me on his neck so I could so I could see Gucci. <laughs> because I kept I'm jumping. Dead. I was like, I want to see Gucci. I want to see Gucci. I'm and he dead. picked me up and had me on his neck like how you do a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got the ride on your neck, riding around. That's literally how he had me. And it was yeah, so funny. I'm like, dead. I still have the video. Yeah. Well, um, we're, having a st- we're having to stand in that line. Trying to get them homecoming tickets was the worst. Uh, what happened? I think I didn't get there early, but I wasn't late. So, you know how the uh, the, the ticket booth is like, it's not all the way down the hall. It's like in the middle of that long hall right there on the other side of the, the student center. And then... I got there when the line was at like it was it just turned the corner here. It just turned the corner. So I only mm. I only stood in line for like forty five minutes maybe. You lucked up because me yeah. I was in line for a long time. Yeah. You definitely lucked up. And I think we were trying to go together, but I think like our schedules like kinda conflicted. Mm-hmm. I think we were trying to stand and go in at the same time. Cause we used to go yeah. to the cast together, you know, mm-hmm. library together, all that stuff. Yeah, it was good times. What Definitely. else happened? Um, who else was in freshman seminar? I think from our yeah. class, it was just me and you. No, Erica was in uh what what's that class? We had another class together. It was me, you and Erica. We had a class together. We had health. Yeah, health, yes. And I think that's when I saw y'all two getting closer is when we had health together. Cause I remember I remember the day, like you said, when you were sick and you had mm-hmm. to go to the hospital, and mm-hmm. you was like, and you was like, Erica's right there beside you. I was like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I didn't know y'all was that close. Yeah, like literally though, like every time, every time, cause so what had happened was like in high school, I was I ran track. Mm-hmm. And I um, apparently I, I never knew this. I knew that I hurt my hip, but I didn't know that it was bleeding internally. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, like, so when I got to Bowie, like first day of school, I kept noticing I was having like back pains. But I'm thinking it's just like you know, just some back pains. I just need to lay down, relax. And I'm thinking this maybe it's from me moving, moving in all day because I had a longer moving process than everybody else. Um, everybody else, y'all were done. See me, I had problems with financial aid. Bowie marked me as an out-of-state student. Um, when I was really in-state, that's why I had to go to back and forth between financial aid and the people that was at um, in the small gym and McKeldin. 
because you know that's what we had to check in at uh -huh. so that we can move in you know make sure we had a zero balance all that good stuff so when they told me i still had a balance i'm like okay so i'm like i said i moved in late whatever so like i said i'm thinking that, that i was thinking I'm, I'm like maybe it's from me moving all day so one morning i wake up and i try to lift up out of my bed and like because i had to i had to go i had to go to the bathroom because usually i don't wake up unless i have to go to the bathroom or like my alarm clock goes off but this particular morning i had to go to the bathroom like really bad so i try to lift up and then when i try to lift up i fell back down I'm like what the heck like what is going on it felt like my legs i couldn't even move my legs nothing like everything felt like i was paralyzed from the waist down so i called the first person i instantly called and i think of is erica i called erica she she didn't even go to class she missed her whole class now this is our freshman year it's like uh -huh. our, the, our first semester there and she didn't want to miss her class but she missed it for me like she she came to the room and she didn't even live in towers i lived in towers on the south side and she I, she lived in tubman which was another residence that was on the campus uh -huh. so she and at this time we didn't even have visitation so I didn't know how she was going to get up there to get me some help. But, you know, she um, she seen my RA um, when she was downstairs. Um, and you let, she let my RA know what was going on and that um, I needed help getting out of my bed. I was in really bad pain. So Erica, she comes in there. She tries to help me. She tried to, like, help lift me up. And that just wasn't, that wasn't working either. So I, I eventually... I called my aunt and everybody, and everybody's like, Brenda, try to go to the to the um, wellness center on campus. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't move. They're like, well, at least try. I'm like, I'm trying. Nobody in this situation that I'm in. Like, <laughs> just like, try it, try it. I'm like, I can't. I've tried plenty of times already. I even had my friend Erica come and help me. So then that's when eventually, like, I end up calling my dad. My dad lives in Wardoff. Everybody knows Wardoff is a plane ticket. And it's uh -huh. so far. And then on top of that, I had to pee. Imagine waiting for somebody to drive from Wardoff all the way to Bowie and you got to pee. <laughs> That's like a 45 Jeez. minute to an hour wait. <laughs> That's like a 45 minute to an hour wait. And I literally had to stay in the bed and wait for my father to come and pick me up and physically stand me up on the floor. And then when they picked me up, they said my back was swollen. So I go to the hospital, Erica, she rides to the hospital with me. And I find out that I had an infection spraying throughout my body because I had, my hip was bleeding internally. And apparently it was something in there called an infected hematoma, which is an old collection of blood that sits in your body. And, it, and when it's old like that, it'll eventually turn into an infection and spray throughout your body. And that's what mm -hmm. happened to me. I was there for like a week. Erica stayed the whole week. She was still doing her schoolwork, everything, but she was there with me. Mm -hmm. I've never had a friend. I had all these people who called themselves my friends, but nobody else was there like she was. Like people either, like most of my real friends, they was calling me every day, like you, or texting me every day, making sure I was okay. Or either they was up there, but she was the main one that was up there. And when they didn't get it out fully, every time I had to go back because I kept having that same problem. Erica was always right there. You never see her, never see her without me. 
And it got yeah. so bad to the point that people start calling us twins and start saying we look alike. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, yeah, every time, whenever I saw you, you see Erica. Whenever I see Erica, I see you. It's like y'all was never apart. I was never apart. We never was yeah. apart. Like, it was very seldom. Like, my own family was starting to look at her as their own. Like, when my, my dad came to the to the room to come get me. He thought Erica was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got confused with his own child. That's crazy. Well, I know like, that's, 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 I know that's, that's important because coming into college, you don't, you don't know nobody. Mm-hmm. So and to find a, that one person that to, yep. and then to the be people, there for you. Then the people that I did, that like I did went to high school with, they can't believe, they weren't people that I were like friends with or like they were just like people I've seen in high school and, and I might just recognize them like, oh, they went to Thomas Stone or they went to such and such and such and such. But like you said, I didn't know nobody. I mean, we knew yeah. each other from our group chats and stuff like that, but we didn't really get to really know, know each other until we really start hanging out mm-hmm. once we got on campus and after orientation and stuff. Yeah. It's always good to have them, them, them good people in your corner. But, it definitely um, is. Yeah, but you uh, you brought up that you you ran track in high school. So uh, I know you said you had the uh, you had the hip the hip problem. Mhm. So did that that came from track or is it just it just happened? So it came from um it came from track. It came from my 300 meter dash. I was a sprinter. I was running. You know, I was doing good, you know, pacing myself. And most people, what they don't know is you don't want to start off fast because when you do, you lose your breath. Uh-huh. So if you starting off fast, you start off sprinting. By the time you get to the end, you're going to start slowing down because you're tired. So, you know, I let everybody do their thing, sprint, whatever, start off sprinting or you know, breathing incorrectly, doing whatever they was doing. And you know, I was in like I was in third. So then I eventually I got to first. When I got to that last one hundred meter, my hip gave out on me. And it's and like something in it like popped. And that's when I that's when I stopped. And I, I stopped running. So and everybody else is running past me. And I'm getting yeah. so mad. I'm getting so mad. So they still, you know, encouraging me to keep running to the end. And like, come on, Brenda, come on. You can finish. You can finish. And I'm mad because I was in first place. Like, I was in first. And then my hip gave out on me. And, you know, that had happened. So I found myself limping the rest of the way to the, to the finish line. And it comes to find out, you know, you know how every high school has an athletic trainer, you know, for mm-hmm. any type of injuries, you know, that the students may get from like football, track, basketball, anything. Yeah. So my, um, I went to practice the next day and I told my trainer what happened. Well, he was actually there at the meet. So he actually took me to the training room to, to see what was wrong. And I told him what happened. 
And so he started having me doing like exercises, like, you know, with the little elastic band or whatever, with the green one. I uh. think that one was the strongest one I want to say. And uh, and he realized that with my hip with my hip popping, they made, it made my hips unleveled. So your hips are supposed to be leveled like this. Mine uh-huh. were like this. And he could tell because when he when he laid me on the um the little the like the, the bed thingy in the um training um room, one leg looked like it was a little bit longer than the other one. So he tried to like, you know pop it and move it back in place and stuff and then would have me like wearing um doing the elastic um exercises with the little elastic band but it's like that still wasn't enough so i ended up having to go to physical therapy and I, i'm uh-huh. actually still supposed to be going now like because now anytime like when it's cold my hip will hurt or something like that or whatever so that's basically how that happened. Like I don't know if I was exerting too much, too much power or what <laughs> to make uh-huh. my hips get out on me like that. But yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did do that. Yeah, it's just one of them them freak things that just happened. I know that's as as an athlete, it those be the worst type. Yeah, and then yeah, I actually the wanted f- to run in college, but. <laughs> My doctor stopped me and told me I'm not allowed to run no more. Yeah, I feel that because I was going my freshman year. I was gonna I was gonna walk on to the mm-hmm. basketball team, but the summer before I started, no, but the summer before the no, what happened? That first semester, the first year, I did terrible with grades. It was academics? I did well. I didn't do terrible, but. Yeah, I did terrible. <laughs> but uh my second my sophomore year I was gonna I was gonna walk on. I was gonna try it again. So the summer before the semester started, I'm in workout and I go up for a layup, somebody clipped me and I land on my leg wrong and I end up I didn't I didn't tear nothing, but it was like it was like a high grade sprain in my my MCL, so I'm I'm on crutches for like a whole like a month, and then I had to go to physical therapy. Then I had to wait for it to I had to continue to wait for it to heal, and then go to physical therapy. So about all that time, the 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 walk on trial had passed, and you know, I transferred. I transferred my junior year. Mm-hmm. I transferred my junior year, so going to junior, year, I was gonna, I was gonna try walk on again. Oh yeah, you told then, me. I remember that. And then, one of the same things happened again. Because during high school, I played football and I played basketball, but during my my junior year. Uh, the football season, I was going for a tackle. I got swung around, and I landed on my shoulder wrong. I felt the pop. I don't to this day. I still don't know what happened because it's like I felt my shoulder pop out of place, but at the same time, I don't. 
I don't know. Because it happened so quick. If it popped out, it popped right back in. But during my the, the summer before my junior year, my shoulder started to flare up again. So I'm trying to get my shoulder back right. And again, by the time my shoulder get back right, then the, the walk-on <laughs> tryout's gone. Like They're they gone again. So I'm like, I don't know what to do now because I'm only being college for one more year. And I don't see a point in continuing to play college basketball after I graduate. So at this point, I'm like, either I can I can try to walk on for senior year or I can just try to train and do some type of overseas tryout thing. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's looking like the overseas tryout might be the thing. It might be the one. I think so. I th- I think, and then overseas they do. Don't they pay overseas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I heard they pay more money. It's not. Well, it depends on the league. It depends on the league. Yeah. Some leagues pay more than others. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just it's been a lot of unfortunate, unfortunate times mm-hmm. with these injuries. Yeah. And thought they're getting away with so much. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got this COVID stuff. It really Stopped doesn't help. This. Yeah, it didn't help me this year. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, we will keep working. Well, do you think they're going to um they're gonna still do, like, basketball and stuff, but – they just like people can't come to the games. Kind of like some even like even some high schools and stuff are just doing that. Or like even like, well, supposedly the NFL. I think in some of their stadiums, like when they have games, depending on where the game is, they don't have a crowd, right? Or was it? Or was that the? Um, or was that basketball? They wasn't having a crowd. It's, it's a where the in the NBA they had they had the bubble, so they just they all went to Orlando. And they just, they basically just, it was like an AAU tournament where they all stayed in, uh, I think it was three hotels. Mm-hmm. And they played at the same, they all played at the same place with uh, no fans. Mm. And the NFL, I think that's that's a state-to-state thing because, you know, some some states, are, they got more cases than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Like if you, like if you was watching, if you watching the, the football game last night in Dallas, they had almost a stadium full of people. Yeah, but. see, that's what we were talking about last night. How? Because some states are not not every state is following the same rules and guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, like some places, some places are still like allowing like large gatherings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand. I understand that. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of football, you're. Uh, I know you. You're a Steelers fan. Man, <laughs> man, we are the only undefeated team in the league right now. Oh my gosh, we are ten zip. Oh, ten and oh, ten and oh, ten and oh. Like, but I mean, I can I, I, what I can say is, we haven't been really been put up against too many great teams. 
So mm -hmm. I can like can kind of defend the other team against the other teams. Like, yeah, they had you know a lot of these other teams did give them a run for their money, but but a lot of people were saying that were expecting you know the Ravens to actually beat us because you know Lamar Jackson, and they were mm -hmm. expecting um the Cowboys to beat us. But me personally, I wasn't expecting the Cowboys to beat us. I knew that was a um that was a W right there already. But I was kind of skeptical though about the Ravens. I was a little scared. <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely scared about that. that one. But I know this year the the Ravens the Ravens have they've regressed a little bit. You think so? They don't look, they don't look as sharp. They don't look as sharp as they did last year. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's because of the injuries. It might be because of the injuries. Mm -hmm. And then speaking but, uh, of them, we definitely supposed to play them again this weekend coming up, but you, then you know they're trying to play, cancel the game because um, Lamar Jackson tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. They're trying wish to cancel that game. Wish my guy a speedy recovery. Yeah, I definitely wish him a speedy recovery. And this is his, is this his, um, this is not his first, no, this is not his first year, is it? Uh, it's this the, the third. What the season third, is this yeah. one? This is Thursday. Yeah, I'm saying, like, how many? Yeah, it's his third year. Third year. Okay, so this is his third season, Dan. Mm-hmm. And it's like I it's still so like, you know, with this COVID stuff, like I like you said, I do wish him a speedy recovery because this is only his third season. Like, I do want to see more of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to see that. Yeah, I don't know, man. He about to get paid though. He definitely is. My man's about to get paid. I'm interested to see that number. I know it's going to be up there. Yeah, um, I'm interested in it too. Yeah. It's oh, a, they rescheduled the game against um, Ravens. For real? Yeah, to Tuesday, December 1st. So Tuesday? Not gonna it, yeah, at 8 p.m. What's the difference between Sunday and Tuesday? Right. What's the difference? Would they think he's going to be better by then? <laughs> like, what's the difference? I mean, he's still not going to be able to play. <laughs> but, um, yeah. They, I mean, the NFL, they've, they've been trying. They've been doing their best trying to combat this stuff. But mm -hmm. they, they I don't have. know. I know a lot of a lot of the rules just seem a little, uh, uh, a little a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical about some of the rules, like the, uh, the one of the rules that I, I still don't understand is if everybody's getting tested every day, mm -hmm. and the people who are actually able to play are tested mm -hmm. negative, and they're still right. tested. The day like the day before the game, so if they're testing negative, and they get a negative test on the day of the game, then why do they have to wear a mask on the sideline? I guess it's safety protocol because some, um, like we were talking about earlier, how some stadiums are allowing a big, a large abundance of fans like that to still even come in and. And them fans, you don't know who has COVID, who doesn't. And 
you know how they say it travels and then they're learning new stuff every day like the cdc is learning new stuff every day and they're switching it up every day they're like one minute you can catch it from surfaces next minute you can't one minute it stays mm -hmm. six feet apart the next minute it stays 10 feet apart it's just like it's just real weird so it's like why not wear a mask because we don't know because we're learning something new about it every single day and it's like yeah. nobody wants to chance it yeah but uh yeah the rest of the season it's gonna be interesting to watch mm-hmm and if we win we win this next game against the ravens the Steelers will guarantee to go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Y'all play us next week. We and definitely do. I hope y'all. Uh, I feel like because you know Washington teams, they're so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So, like, we might lose a game against the worst team in the league, and then we go beat the best team in the league. <laughs> I don't understand. So I never understood <laughs> I that. I don't understand it. Sometimes, like, uh, like you'll beat the Eagles, but you'll lose to like the Jets or somebody. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> that's what it's like. You see what it's like being a Washington fan. Like, that's Washington <laughs> sports in general. Like. The and then what, what made me because I still I still love Washington though at the end of the day. They're just not my favorite team. Still everybody knows Steelers is my team. But like Washington, mm. if they're ever playing against anybody else, I'm always with the home team. So it's like back when I really was a really heavy Washington fan, before they really started blowing me and making me not even want to be a fan of them no more, I felt like I just felt like like a lot of the refs had something against yeah. Washington. Like, yeah. I felt like they were either racist or they didn't like them because they were a team that represented D.C. or something because I always felt like games towards them were biased. Like, if you notice, like, back then, they used to always get all the flags called against them. And there'll be a lot yeah. of stuff that we notice when watching the games on the game on TV that they wouldn't call the other team out on for, but they'll definitely make sure that they call in Washington out. Like, and I felt like yeah. it, it was biased, and they had a lot of biased like refs and stuff. And that's why yeah. I like now they're starting to try to implement more black people as being refs for these games. Like, just mm -hmm. the other day, it was the first time in history that. It was an all an all black team full of refs uh -huh. that worked that worked that game. I can't remember what who, who's what team game it was, but every ref was black. Yeah, that's big. Definitely big. But um, yeah, we got. I know our next topic. We got we got some news about some celebrities been in recent news oh, yeah. but before we get to that i know a couple of days ago you told me you you had a little story you had a little story um, about a little yeah. about a certain somebody 
we ain't gonna use oh, no yeah. names, but yeah, we ain't gonna you know we ain't use no names or whatever. Let's but hear about that. You know, so me, I'm the type of friend I feel like. I feel like with any type of relationship, like so far as romantic relationships, I love hard and with like platonic, like just regular friendships. I'm like a very loyal, like friend, like, mm-hmm. and I expect you to treat me like, you know, the same way, like how I would sure. do for you. And, you know, I just, I did a lot of reevaluating and stuff and just letting go of a lot of negative energy or people or things that I felt were negative and that were trying to weigh me down in my life. And with this particular, um, this particular friend, we were, we were friends before we even got to buoy. Like we met through the buoy group chat because she was the one, you know, who, who wanted to, um, who made the group chat, one of the group chats that I was in. And you know Mm -hmm. how, like when you, when when everybody get accepted to their school, they put hashtag BSU20 or HU20 or whatever school they're going to. Yeah. And, um, and that's how I was found by her because I had hashtag BSU20 in my thing. So she asked me that I want to be in the chat or whatever. And I said, yeah. So then this is how we established in the chat. We all established who was going to be roommates because all of us in that chat, in that particular chat, none of us had a roommate. Uh-huh. Me and her became roommates from the chat. So we were like, we were like real cool or whatever. And then, you know, I'm thinking because we've been roommates for so long, like whenever stuff will happen, your loyalty is supposed to lie with me. Or like whenever people do stuff, it's supposed to lie with me, but I've been in so many situations, like I've lost two friends because of this person. And both situations had nothing to do with me. Two really good friends who were like really, really good friends of mine and who she actually met because of me, like she met them through me. I done. I would be late to class and stuff with his friend or not even go sometimes because she going through stuff and everything. And then it was like, I just felt like, you know, I just started to feel like she was using me. And then one, like I said, one of the friends that I stopped being friends with, um, we got into a fight because of her, because of the friend that I just cut off recently. We got into a fight because of her. I basically fought the girl for her. Basically, was like taking up for her, and because she was too big to be trying to fight that girl anyway. And after the fight, she took the girl in the room and asked her, "Was she okay?" Never asked me, "Was I okay?" That whole entire day, didn't come in my room. None of that stuff. But mind you, I'm fighting this girl because of her. Because they are beefing, not us. They are beefing. I wasn't even beefing with her. And then, and then whenever, and then this particular friend, she never, she never had a boyfriend in high school. So when she started dating in college, she was going through the stuff that we went through with dating in mm-hmm. high school. She was going through it in college. So that, that like being pressed and like, no, no matter how the person treats you, you, you still want to be up under them. You want to be with them. Like you just letting them boss you around and, all that stuff so like she would do stuff like not hang out with us and not um 
not come outside or whatever because of these particular friends. Maybe because of these particular boyfriends. So she she got a new one or whatever and you know, she would let him so we, we had a recent incident where she I called her phone and he hung her phone up because I was on the phone. And all the time, like, you know, when if she hear him coming in the house when she's on the phone with me, she'll try to hurry up and hang up the phone or something, or she'll let him hang it up or whatever. And I finally said something because I thought that was disrespectful because me personally, I would never let, which he, and he doesn't do it, but I would never let my boyfriend sit there and talk bad about my friends or hang up the phone on them. And because for one, you don't pay no bills over here. Two, you're just mm -hmm. my boyfriend. We're not married. So it's like, what was your point? So then he started getting real disrespectful with me and stuff on the phone. And she wasn't even saying nothing. She just was letting him just say everything he was saying on the phone. So I had to end up, I had to end up just cutting her off. And then I just felt like, because she talks about a lot of people in front of me or like to me, I felt like she did the same. I'm like, there's no way she's not, not talking about me to other people. Like, I mm -hmm. know she is. So it was just like, it was just too much negative energy, too many bad spirits. And I just felt like I just had to just let it go. I felt like I just had to just not deal with it no more. And then she just start, I guess she started to realize I wasn't really talking to her no more and falling back. She started posting little subliminal messages and stuff like on Instagram and and Twitter and stuff. So it made me unfollow her because it's like, if you think I'm on here talking about you, uh, I'm not, because everybody knows me. I'm a very nonchalant person. Stuff don't really affect me or make me mad. Like me and you are pretty much the same for real. Like we're two very mm -hmm. chill like people. Like, and I think that's what makes people mad, the, the whole being nonchalant part, because they see that we don't get affected by it. And it's like, like dad, like I'm saying all this stuff, I'm doing all this stuff and they're not affected. Like they're not giving me no feedback. They're not clapping back at me. Like they're not doing nothing. And then at the end of the day, they look dumb and then like they talking to themselves. Mm -hmm. So like she's just start just, you know, posting little insubliminals and stuff like that, indirect stuff. And now I just like, you know, I'm just going, I'll follow you. Like I'm not, mm -mm. I'm just gonna follow you. Like I'm not dealing with that anymore because you know, like I don't want. I didn't want to see negativity, and she wasn't the only person I called. It was a lot of people, and when I did it, I felt a big weight just lift off my shoulders, and I felt felt like more positive energy was just coming to, to me to, versus negative. And mm -hmm. I've been in too many situations with this person where they showed me their loyalty over and over and over again, and it. Every time it just starts to seem like they don't really mess with me for real. So I'm like, I don't want to force a friendship. I'm not the type because I'm not pressed for friendship. So I was like, I don't want to force a friendship if it's not there. So she, um, like I said, I, I followed her because she was posting all that negative stuff and just doing a lot. And then, um, which I guess when she saw that I unfollowed her and stuff, she had blocked me. I guess she was really bothered by it. But I mean, it didn't bother me. <laughs> they didn't fake me. I didn't even block y'all. Uh, it was unfollow you. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary to yeah. cut people off. Cause you know, something you you outgrow you outgrow people. Yeah, and I think that's what it was with me. Like, I was like outgrowing her. Like, 
because she would be the type that would let a boyfriend or something like let her miss class or something like she wouldn't go to class because she want to go to the boyfriend house or something like that mm-hmm. and me personally yeah i got my boyfriend i love to be with my boyfriend i love to spend time with him but i'm not gonna let it get in the way of my education and for him personally he's not going to like if i ever come over his house or anything he he don't want me to come over unless all my work is done let's just put it that uh-huh. way <laughs> he never wants me yeah. to come over everything is done yeah as you should i mean I ain't gonna tell nobody who you sh- who you should mess with, but mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't want to be with nobody that that's thinking of you and what you should do in a selfish manner. Mm-hmm. Like if you're you're in college, that means you're working. You're you're working towards your your future. Exactly. So to have somebody to have somebody that's willing to allow you to put your future on hold for the so they can feel good. You don't want to mess with somebody like that. Yeah, you you don't. Because like, if I'm trying to make myself better, so that then we could come together and be better together. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the, what's the problem with that? Like, don't if you don't want to become better, don't drag me down, pull me down with you. Mhm. That goes with all relationships, regardless of what stage you're in. Like, yeah, y'all could be in y'all could be in a cupcake stage. Y'all y'all be y'all be engaged. I'll be married. I don't. It don't matter. Like, I don't want to be with somebody that's not gonna continue to push me to be the best that I can be. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you want the two of you want to be y'all want to be the best people individually, so that y'all can be the best people together. Right. But um, yeah. Like I said, it's. Sometimes it's necessary to cut people off. Definitely, definitely necessary. I feel like certain situations, I guess, I think too, it also depends on the situation. And another point is, I think it also depends on how many times y'all have been in a situation like that. And at each time they reveal who they really are. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really plays a part. Oh, yeah. Things happen. But I know at the same time, like you said, she was, she didn't really have, she didn't really go through the relationship problems in high school. So you go mm-hmm. through them in college. So, but yeah. I know at at this stage of life, going into relationships you have to have there's a there's a certain level of experience that you have to have for mm-hmm. grown up grown up relationships to work exactly like you can't be still thinking as a child and think exactly you're have a successful adult relationship exactly and it's like you hit it like on the nose like you definitely you hit it really like on the nose <laughs> like you smacked it on the nose <laughs> yes it's like with well at the same well yeah like I said it's a it's an experience thing but it's also a personal thing because I know a lot of people mature faster and mm-hmm. some people don't need that experience yeah like me I've only been in one real relationship yep before my boyfriend now I've only been in one real relationship 
but I've been in other situationships, little talking mm-hmm. stages, dating, things like that. But like actual relationships, I, I couldn't say I have a ton of experience, but mm-hmm. just knowing knowing me, I know that I'm not just looking at looking at how things are trending now mm-hmm. and how things go in the relation in the dating scene now. Just I'm a very observant person. So I took my experience from that one relationship and I continue to learn by watching what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So for me, since I believe that I'm a mature person when I want to be. So, like, <laughs> I can be mature. I can be as mature as I want to when I want to be, or I cannot be. But when I actually, when I'm actually being serious, I'm actually a very mature person. So, if it comes to a, an adult relationship, I don't think I would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't have that that ton of experience, right. Uh, I think it's same for you because I know you. You like you said we we pretty much the same. Yeah, we, play we pretty a lot. much all the same. <laughs> we play we, we play much. a lot, but when we serious, we serious. Yeah, we serious, we serious. Definitely, we are pretty much the same. Like you, basically, you're the guy version of me, and I'm the girl version of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But um, on to these celebrities. On to these celebrities. You I'm know, we didn't had a lot, of, a lot going on in the in the news about some celebrities. We we definitely uh, had. Have you um, speaking of celebrities? Have you heard um, Future and Uzi's new album? I I heard. I think I heard it. I heard it one time, and then I heard it again. Mm-hmm. I heard half of it, so I've listened to it one and a half times. <laughs> there's, there's a, it's a few hits on there. It's a, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say it's hits, but yeah, it's a few some good songs, songs on I, there. It's a good, yeah, it's some a good, good songs, songs on there. And I've liked Twenty One Savage uh, and Metro Boomin's um, Savage Mode too. Of course not. Yeah, I definitely. I don't know. I just, I'm a big Twenty One fan. Like I love Twenty One. And not just in the the music, not just in the music, like what he does in the community and stuff. Yeah, my man, he a good pe- he good people. Yeah, he is. He's definitely a good person. Like, did you see? Um, he recently he bought King Von's sister the car that he said he was gonna buy her mm-hmm. for her birthday yeah. before he passed. Yeah, my man is good people. Yeah, he definitely is good people. You know him and Nudie are cousins. I didn't know that. Yep, Twenty One Savage and Nudie, they're cousins. That's crazy. Yeah, they. But are. it's like, because if you look at him from the outside, you just look at his at the way he looks. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think, you wouldn't think that he's as good of a person as he is. Yeah, because he looked like he like a demon you or something. He like just, he looked yeah, like he I'm just saying, evil. <laughs> I'm saying, like. Twenty one seconds look like he's evil, bro. But he's really nice. He's a really nice, genuine person. Sitting back in the interview, talking about it's it's a knife. 
My man's got a <laughs> my man's got a knife in the middle of his forehead. You would never think that that type of dude would be the same dude going into communities and handing out meals. <laughs> you would never think that. But uh, some news, some news. Let's talk about it. Um, obviously, you got you got the Megan situation. Oh yeah, you definitely had the Megan situation. I'm a little conflicted yeah. though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I believe I'm a little her, conflicted though. I don't too. think she's lying. I do believe. I do believe her. I do believe. But like her. the reason is for why he shot her. Like, I this, really want to know yeah. the real reason. Like, he say he was drunk and stuff like that. But I'm like, I mean, I've been. I mean, that's drunk not. Before. That's not an excuse. That's not. Yeah, an excuse. Yeah, that's not an like, excuse. I'm gonna say because I've been drunk before, but they ain't make me want to pick up a gun yeah. and say, "All right, I'm about to shoot you in your feet." Like. <laughs> yeah. Like it had to be some type of beef or something and that that liquid courage that mm-hmm. liquor just gave you that liquid courage to pick up the gun and shoot her in her feet. Yeah, but I know every everybody's story is pretty much contradicting cuz she say one thing, Tori say another thing, the bodyguard say another thing. Mm-hmm. The girl that was in the car say another thing. Mhm. It's just crazy. But at the end of the day, I mean I can only take her at her word, so I could, I take her at her word. Yeah, but her little diss track, though, to Tory Lanez and her best friend. Oh, my I, goodness. That I kind of bangs that, with that. <laughs> that. That joint was fire. <laughs> I I bang that I bangs with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. She did what she had to do on that note. And then she um, used the Biggie joint, too? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she used the biggie joint. Oh, yes. how do you feel about how do you feel about um this whole Quando Rondo, King Von, Lil Dirk situation, all that stuff? Oh. Like, did you see Lil Dirk put a hit out on him for eight? Yeah. I mean I didn't I didn't told you about what I what I think. <laughs> I ain't gonna bring up exactly I ain't gonna talk about exactly what I said, but you know. <laughs> You know what I think is going to end up happening. Yeah. But uh, eight million—that's a—that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's I a lot of like, money. I feel like with him saying that, I feel like it's going to have like not even just people from O Block or anything just like looking for him. It's just going to be like that, like that, not even people that just know them that's looking for him and want to do it. It's going to be regular civilians, people like us, mm-hmm. that's pressed for that money. And that has no yeah. problem doing what they got to do, you know, to get Quando Rondo like. So I feel like, I kind of feel like his life is in jeopardy right now. Like, I feel like he shouldn't be going outside. I feel like everybody going to yeah. be out to get him. <laughs> and I think that's that's the crazy part is that people was probably going to, they was probably going to try to do something even if it wasn't a hit out on him. Mm-hmm. If, even if like, they ain't putting nothing on his head, like somebody was gonna try to do something. Yeah, and I feel like the hit made it even worse. Yeah, when the hit up on him, sure. I feel like that made it even worse. For sure. But uh, yeah, we just gotta wait and see. <laughs> just gotta, just <laughs> but gotta wait and see. Of course, they ain't gonna do it right away, cause that just mm-hmm. makes it hot. So they're gonna give him a couple more months to. I don't even want to say it, but dang, that's gonna, that's crazy. They really gonna give him like a couple more months. I feel like. Yeah, but R R P Vaughn. Yeah, R I P King Vaughn. 
grandson, the silent assassin. Yes, sir. All of that. Yes, sir. Send my send my send my condolences to the family. Yep, send my condolences to to his nephew, grandbaby, you know. Mm-hmm. And his sister sure. to the family, all done. For sure. Um, what other stuff we got? Um, Terry Crews, Terry Crews and back in the news. Terry Crews been a lot in the news a lot lately. He's just coon behavior. <laughs> coon behavior. <laughs> oh, That's just, my goodness. I don't even have much I even want to say about Terry Crews' <laughs> behavior. And, you know, I really like Terry Crews growing up. You know, everybody hates I mess Chris. with him. White yeah. chicks. Come on, mm-hmm. now. I mess with him for real. Who else? You got, you got, um, I know Kiki, Kiki Palmer said something, but at the same time, I, I don't think that was as big as a deal of a big Yeah, the comment deal. that she made, the comment that she made was, to me wasn't, she said, why can't you big. use EBT for healthy foods? That's all she yeah. said. <laughs> like, I don't get it. <laughs> I think people I mean, turned that into her, I, I think people try to make, like turn that to her trying to make fun of people who use EBT, but she really didn't. Mm-hmm. Like she was just saying, you know how healthy food, how it costs to be healthy. Yeah, and it you, does. It, does. It, it costs. It costs. It costs. Like it's expensive. It's very expensive. If you want to be healthy, you got like if you're the type of person who want to go to the gym, it costs. You the type of person mm-hmm. that just want to change your diet and eat healthy, it costs. Like mm-hmm. it's not cheap. So why can't? Shoot, I would want to use EBT on the fruit, on shoe fruits and vegetables and all that stuff, like the organic oh. or the you know the good stuff. For sure. Um, who else? Yeah, uh, I want to say Kanye, but you know Kanye, Kanye been tripping a little bit, well, a lot for a while. Gets, I feel like everybody that gets with the the Kardashians, that their life just goes downhill. That's why I'm glad type. No, Tiger got out of that relationship with Kylie as fast mm-hmm. as he could. Yeah. And who else? Who else actually didn't do bad? Uh, oh, Travis Scott, he got out of his relationship with, with her yeah. as, soon, well, as soon as he could. But all uh, like, like Lamar Odom. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That man, he, he ended up on my mess. Yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. Then. Then what's the name? Was it uh, Scott Scott Disick that dated um, mm-hmm. Courtney? Yeah, he, he even had a like drinking problem or something. I wanted to say, like after being with her, like something is wrong with them women. Like that family in general, like they make people want to go crazy and be on drugs and stuff and turn to drinking. Like, yeah, they got. So I mean, much- I ain't. I ain't gonna say I, I. I don't think it's nothing wrong with the family. I think it's just when they. It's like when they are dating. It's like <laughs> it's kind of like it looks like it's produced, like it's mm. like it's directed, like it's a show. Yeah. It's like all right, let's have a meeting. We're gonna go get this dude right here. We're gonna get we're gonna go get this basketball player over here. We're gonna get that football player. And y'all gonna have a baby. But I'm like, bro, come on now. And like a lot of stuff is scripted. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. 
a lot of stuff um, seems same, same, eh, same scripted like I feel like a lot of relationships were forced just for TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't want to be in no forced relationship. I don't at care all. how much I'm getting paid. Like at all, you gonna force me I to be in a relationship with this person and say I got a kid with them and all this other stuff? Like yeah, I I can't fake it. Me either. I can't. It's like I'm not good I don't have a, I don't yeah, have I a problem like with these YouTube couples. I don't have a problem with them. It's just that no, they corny. A lot of their stuff looks fake. Yeah, like, you know what I hate? So, when they supposedly pranking each other, Mm -hmm. I feel like, come on now, y'all know y'all have YouTube pages and stuff together. Y'all have a whole YouTube page together. There's no way that you don't know that your boyfriend is trying to prank you or whatever. I'm saying. All of a sudden, they just randomly start acting weird. And y'all got a whole YouTube channel, then I don't know. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh my God, you tried to prank me? No, they I'm knew saying. they was getting pranked. They knew they I was did. getting pranked. Uh, but at the same time, I <laughs> I take that back. I take that <laughs> no, back. No, really. I would. I, would <laughs> I take that back. I ain't going to fake it, but I take that back. I definitely would too. I would take that back because they get paid some money on YouTube. Nah, for for sure, for sure. I be seeing some of their houses. Oh my goodness! I'm oh my goodness. Yeah, I could. I take that back. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely take that back. Who else? You got um. Oh, just recently, you got you got Lori. You got Lori and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I heard about that. I was like, but I put n- nothing ever lasts for her. That's what she, I'm saying. Like, she was with um, Future. Who was she with before Future? Um, she was with Diddy, right? She dated Diddy. She was. Yeah, she dated what, Diddy, yeah, and there was somebody yeah. else too that she dated. But uh, with her. I think she's just playing. She playing the game. I think she playing the game too. She's she's just she, running up a bag with every last one of them. I feel like for sure, for sure. I mean, and it's just and it's just keeping her relevant, like because Steve Harvey's not her real father, even though she mm-hmm. has his last name, but that's not her real father. So I feel like it's just keeping her relevant because Steve Harvey's not doing nothing to keep her relevant. I mean, get your get your money. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, who else? Of course, you had the back to the Kardashians. You had the Jordan Wood situation. Uh, I think they just tried to gang up on my girl. Who? With jo- uh, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Like. I, I don't like that her. that whole situation. Like, don't don't be ganging up on her. Don't be don't be ganging Same. up on my because she looks better than all of y'all. She ain't get her face for done. Sure. For sure. She ain't get her face done because all of them look different from when they was teenagers and young adults <laughs> to now. Like they look like totally different people. So don't play with her. <laughs> Like oh, Kim dude. Kardashian, she do not look like the same person at all. Because once you get a certain age, you don't really keep changing how you look. Mm-hmm. Once you get like, once you hit like your teenage years and stuff, your adult years, like your face might mature a little bit, but your your bone structure not going to change, and 
all that stuff on its own. No, you got to go get all that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And they had little lips. Now, all of a sudden, they got four lips. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> little baloney lips. Two little oh, pieces dead. of baloney put together. <laughs> oh, dead. But, uh, yeah. Then you had... You had some uh, celebrities come out of the HBCUs, like uh, who we had. Uh, you had Oprah. Oprah went to HBCU at uh, Tennessee. Oh State. yeah. Mhm. And now, was she a billionaire? Yeah. And then we got a few of them that went to um to Bowie actually. Um, mm-hmm. Wale, even though he ain't finished and he's still in trouble with Sally Mae. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the Braxtons went to Bowie. I want to say it was Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I really want to say it was her. I can't remember, but like you said, a lot of them with the HBCUs and, and even a lot of them are part of Greek life, like Steve Harvey is a Q. Yeah. Um, Terrence J from 106 and Park, he's a Q. Um, the you ever seen P Valley yet? Mm-mm. Oh, you haven't seen it? Well, the lady, the lady who plays Mercedes on there, she's a Delta. Um, I know it's a few other celebrities that that do um that's done like I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know it's one that's a Sigma and there's one that's the Alpha, and there's a lot of them. And they went to HBCUs and stuff like that. It just goes to show you, you got you got to fund, you got to fund these HBCUs. There's a lot of yeah. talent. There's a lot of talent coming out of HBCUs. I feel like these PWIs, they they don't really care for real. They just like our people for the talent, and mm-hmm. just to just to make it look like they're being diverse and stuff like that. But they don't really care. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, before we get to this draft, I gotta gotta ask you. Outside of Bowie, what's the best HBCU? Hmm, that's hard. I would probably have to pick a school that's like down south or something, cause I heard them down south schools be lit. For sure. Yeah, I heard that too. Like, hmm. Maybe like Winston or something. Uh huh. Winston Salem. And that's that's really hard. Though. That is really hard because a lot of them schools are good. Like even North Carolina and T. Like that. Like it's so many other schools that like other HBCUs that I probably would have went to if I didn't go to Bowie. Like maybe Howard. I probably mm-hmm. would have wanted to go to um um what's the other one? The the ones I was just naming um. North Carolina A&T or Winston-Salem University, like, them schools, and when I say, like, when I see videos of, like, their, their bands and stuff, and, like, their dancers, like, it just be, like, so different, like, on a whole different level than, like, Bowie. Not saying Bowie, we not lit, because we are, but sure. it be other schools that really be, like, it's just, it's different. Uh-huh. Like their their level of litness or whatever you want to call it or like <laughs> turn up or whatever is just like a, a notch up from Bowie. Uh-huh. 
But then again, uh-huh. you have to sometimes remember that Bowie, we're not a large school. I think we're actually considered what, like small or medium? One of those, like a small university. Uh-huh. I don't think we're considered a large university. Yeah, so I know you brought up Howard and Hampton. The crazy part about those two, I got accepted into those two, but oh, you, got you know, mm-hmm. But you know, them motherfuckers so damn expensive. <laughs> that, that's one reason why I stay in state because it's just so expensive. Them are so expensive, and uh. I remember the first time, the first time I visited Howard, and you know, you know how Maryland gets cold. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time I visited Howard was senior year, and it was, I think, it the winter was just starting, mm-hmm. and it was hella, it was hella windy, and it was like thirty degrees outside. So I'm coming from Mac, where we had. We had heat, we had air conditioning, we had all that. And now I'm on a tour at Howard and they ain't let us go in none of the buildings. So that we happened to outside. me too. <laughs> we standing outside in the cold. <laughs> I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't feel my toes. I was oh. like, bro, I don't even want to go here no more just because of this. <laughs> Oh my you know, one year they didn't even have AC, and this was the summertime. The buildings didn't have AC. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. All right, so we're going to get into this draft real quick. And, uh, well, the top five, I mean, the plus five segment. And today's mm. today's topic is Thanksgiving food. As you know, Thanksgiving was yesterday. Hope everybody yeah. had a good dinner. Um, hope y'all stayed safe first and foremost. Definitely. But uh, we gonna get right into it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. Your top five Thanksgiving right. food. But I do have a rule. You, you can specify what type of food. You said I can? Yeah. So, like, if you like fried turkey or baked turkey, you can choose either one of those. All right. All right. Cool. So, hmm. I know this might – so, my top thing is – I know this might not be everybody's top thing, but mine is yams. But it's not everybody's though. It's only one person's yams, and yes. it's my aunt's. Cause I everybody I can't eat everybody's. Hers is like, bruh, her yams. Nah, I feel um, that. I feel that. Cause I can't eat everybody's yams then, either. Yeah, I can't. Some people don't do them. Some people's be like, they be they still be hard. Uh-huh. And they be crunchy. Like no, I like my yams to be soft and like almost. Almost like a daggone mashed potato. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's salty, but like when I'm eating it, like it just melts, bruh. Like it just melts in my mouth, bruh. For sure. But on second, second would be mac and cheese because you got to have the mac and cheese with the yams. That combo is just unlike any other combo of food in this world. Mm-hmm. 
like everybody knows like i was almost tempted to when i seen somebody make a yam and mac and cheese egg roll to make one myself hold <laughs> up hold up we gonna go we just go back back and go back and forth yeah we're gonna go back and forth so you say yams first yeah i'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna let you keep mac and cheese all right, yeah, baked mac one. and cheese. Baked mac and cheese. All right, so you said yams. I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with ham. Ham? I'm going to go with ham. Yeah. Ham? Yeah, I'm going Yeah, I got to go with ham. The honey baked ham. Honey baked ham. I'm not really a big ham lover like not even because for the simple fact that i don't really eat red meat like that because i don't even really I, turkey ham is cool but i just i'm not really a big ham person i don't really like ham see you are you on the you're in the minority a lot of people are not turkey <laughs> a lot of people are not turkey eaters they more ham people so you like turkey yes yeah, yeah i love turkey but my favorite part of the turkey is the wing though mm-hmm I gotta get. I gotta be the first one to get a piece of the turkey because I have to get that wing before somebody else do. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. All right. So you said yams. Mhm. I said ham. Mhm. And your second choice. You can go. My, um, the baked mac and cheese. The baked mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. It don't matter which brand. It's just like homemade. Homemade, yeah. Mm. Homemade. I don't see no problem with that. See, you got the two best. You got the two best. You go with yams and mac and cheese. Put them, <laughs> put them together. Put them together. That's, oh my goodness. Right, we got to at least put a vegetable on there. Uh, so oh, you want a vegetable? I can go yeah, vegetable. we can. I mean, because you can go with a vegetable. I'm going to go cabbage then. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say cabbage. I knew you was gonna say cabbage. I'm gonna go cabbage. I love cabbage. I love cabbage, but I also love collard greens. But I love. I think I love cabbage more than collards. Collard greens, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you cook it right, I don't like my cabbage crunchy. I kind of like mine's a little soft, like uh -huh. cooked all the way through. Uh huh. So. So I went cab. It's your turn. Hmm. So how many we have so far? Uh, you had you got two. I got two. We on the third one. Hmm. I want to say for me. Dang. I'm gonna say cabbage for me too. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, uh, where do I want to go? I got a got my I got my ham. I got my cabbage. I'm gonna go cornbread. It's Thanksgiving plate is not it's not finished without cornbread or something. Without cornbread, it's not bread. So, I say. Yams, mac and cheese, and cabbage. I'm gonna say this might sound weird because a lot of people don't like it, but on my list is stuffing. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it depends though, because everybody's stuffing is not good though. Mm -hmm. But I do love stuffing if it's made right. You see me, I'm not a I'm not a stuffing person. I Mm -hmm. used I used to be, but it was made it was made a certain way. And I don't remember what way that was, so I just stopped eating it all together. <laughs> so I stopped eating it all together. <laughs> because everybody else's everybody else's just tastes like bread. <laughs> yes. Or cause some or either some people be too sweet because they like use cornbread instead mm-hmm. of going and getting like the the stuff in little box or whatever from the store with the with the actual bread that's already made for the stuffing, and you just got to add your ingredients or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. So what you on? You on your fourth one? Actually, no, I'm on my last one because remember I did. So I said yams. You said yams. And so I said yams, mac and cheese, cabbage, stuffing. I'm going to end my list off with turkey because i feel like i mean turkey it isn't i mean it isn't thanksgiving without the turkey you gotta have the turkey but like i said me personally my favorite part is the wings so i i guess i'll say turkey wings then because i don't really eat the other parts because the other part of turkey is it don't it's dry to me like the breast and stuff my favorite part is really the wing Uh uh-huh i feel that that's a good pick that's a good pick so with my last one, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it black. I'm gonna keep it black, and I'm gonna go fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna go fried chicken. Keep it black. So, what we got? We got turkey, cornbread, ham, mac and cheese, yams, cabbage stuffing, fried chicken. That's a good. That's a good layout right there. Yeah, that definitely is. That's a good layout. That's a good layout. But yeah, that's that's the plus five segment right there. But before before we get you out of here, you got any shout outs? Yep, yep, yep. I definitely want to give a shout out, you know, to my sister Erica. No. Mm-hmm. Erica Hodgson told you no. Okay. My friend that our other friend, Day Day, who's really close to us, you know, he just I mean, his girlfriend just had my little niece not too long ago. Shout out to them. Now I want to shout out, you know, to you, you know, bringing me, you know, on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, I've never had an opportunity like this before. I'm going to shout out my boyfriend, you know, my sisters, and, you know, just all the people who got my back and that looks out for me. Uh And them people know who they are. It's like, Cause if I shout out them people, I'd be on here shouting people out all day. But I do have a very mm-hmm. close knit team of people who really like look out for me, and I am really thankful for them. Yeah, so I want to, I'm gonna send a shout out to you, to you of course for coming on today. Um, go my dog, my dog Tay, my bro Tay. Mm-hmm. Shout out you. Uh, of course, we got to shout out M Dog. Definitely. My mom's. Always shout out my mom's. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my family. 
Uh, yeah. If I didn't, if I ain't call your name, you know who you are. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't say everybody, but uh, yeah. So, uh, last question: who who you wanna who you wanna see on the show next? Who do I want to see on the show next? I wouldn't mind seeing Tay on the show. My God, Tay. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind mm-hmm. seeing Tay on the show. It would definitely feel good to hear what he's been up to and how he's doing in life and stuff. Mm-hmm. I see what I do. I I hit him up, see what I could do. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Appreciate you for coming on. Thank you, thank you, and like I, I said, thank you for bringing me on the show. Of course, of course. I don't know how long we, how long it's been going <laughs> on. It's probably about two hours now. Yeah, but, uh, almost going on two hours. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you get out of here. Again, I appreciate you. And of course, I hit you up. I hit you up yeah, as soon definitely. as I finish editing this. Yeah, definitely. And you definitely gotta let me hear it. Oh, for sure, for sure. I send you. I send you the. I send you this jump before before I let it before I release it. Bet, bet. And also send send me the flyer for it again too. All right, I got you. <laughs>